And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Legal stuff for you to pay attention to and for you to watch Alec Baldwin, who got really angry at a journalist who was outside of a house in New York where Alec Baldwin and his wife were. He's like, what are you doing in New York? And uh, Alec Baldwin got like enraged and kind of charged at him. His wife had to stop had to stop him from uh, getting in the uh, journalist's face. So, you know, not a great look for somebody who just killed somebody and is trying to say, it's not my fault. I didn't squeeze the trigger. Uh, I just, you know, plucked the hammer. And there's some firearm experts who looked at the specific gun and said, yeah, probably not how this went down. So it's possible with certain certain types of revolvers, but um, apparently some firearms experts know far more about those types of firearms than I do have said, yeah, he, he, he probably squeezed the trigger on it. Uh, but it really doesn't matter. It was him who did it regardless. It's, but what's interesting here, on the legal perspective here, I want you to pay attention to Alec Baldwin in the Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell case because Alec Baldwin's name came up in the case. Apparently, Alec Baldwin is in her little black book. So Alec Baldwin could be one of the uh, Epstein acolytes. There's been at least two victims that have testified because Lane Maxwell is the uh, the one who recruited them, and every single time they were brought aboard the uh, the Lolita Express or the island, they were sexually assaulted. Every single time, um, and so Alec Baldwin comes up that he was in Epstein's little back black book at the trial, and he deleted his Twitter account right after that. Hmm, interesting. So keep an eye on that particular angle. I don't know exactly what's going to go on there, but we'll we'll see. Uh, well, we'll have some Jesse Smollett updates a little bit later on in the program as well. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, let's see. Where did it go? I just had it. There we go. Yeah, polygraphs. Okay. MSNBC came up with a suggestion. And as most of you know, MSNBC is full of a bunch of stupid people. So when they come up with a suggestion, you should usually just ignore it. The good news is, is that nobody actually sees them come up with these suggestions because nobody watches it. Um, but at the same time, okay, at the same time, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm not opposed to this. So Nicole Wallace on the Deadline Show, which is on Mondays, in case you didn't know because nobody watches it. She brought up the possibility of giving a polygraph to everybody. So here's the article here from uh, National Pulse. MSNBC's Nicole Wallace asked on her deadline show, Frank, let me ask you an uncomfortable question. It makes me uncomfortable asking. 82% of people who trust Fox News say the election was stolen. Yes, anybody who knows what actually happened knows that it was rigged. There's a difference. 97% who watch farther right, I'm, I guess that's OAN and Newsmax and stuff like that, believe the election was stolen. And again, it was 100% rigged. She continued, it's the, it's the litmus test question. Do you believe the election was stolen? The election wasn't stolen. Bill Barr said it was not. No, he didn't. Bill Barr did not say that the election wasn't stolen. That is not that line of questioning. We, we corrected that fake news a long time ago. Should it be a litmus test question for American institutions like the FBI and DOJ 
for the answer under a polygraph to be no, the election wasn't stolen. I mean, are the people in charge of protecting the rule of law definitely not in the 82% or the 97%? So here's what she's saying, okay? She is saying that everybody at the FBI and everybody at the Department of Justice should be given a polygraph This is, of course, assuming that people at the DOJ and the FBI don't know how to defeat a polygraph, which can easily be done. But at the same time, she is suggesting that everybody should be taking a polygraph at the FBI and the DOJ. And if they don't definitively say, no, the election wasn't stolen, they should be fired. That's what she's saying. All right. I will go along with this. Okay. Let's do that. For everybody at the FBI, the DOJ, and even in the news media. And let's ask them about the collusion hoax. Go ahead. And let's make all of the results public, too. Did you know that it was a fake news story? Did you intentionally peddle lies about Trump-Russia collusion? Did you intentionally lie about the wiretapping at at, uh, Trump Tower? Let's, Let's play this game. All right. So if she wants to, she wants to play this game where people at the FBI and the DOJ, uh, who might think that the the election was rigged because it 100 percent was, and again they use the word stolen to try and convey a very narrow definition of what actually happened. But let's just do it. Obviously, this has no legal bearing on anything. But wouldn't it be nice if we just finally got some straight answers of who in the news media intentionally lied to all of you about the Trump Russia collusion hoax? Wouldn't that be nice? I'm okay with that. So I'm willing to compromise with Nicole Wallace here because Nicole Wallace and pretty much everybody at MSNBC pushed that fake conspiracy for years. And when presented with evidence that it was fake years ago, they continued to push the conspiracy theory on their network. They even routinely said things that had already been debunked, weren't debunked, And were actually true. Some of them at MSNBC are still posting on Twitter that some of the stuff in the dossier has been proven to be true when it hasn't. They're still doing it. Let's not forget, in in a CNN poll back in 2017, 93% of Democrats believed the Russia hoax. 93%. Representative John Lewis at the time said, I don't see this president-elect... As a legitimate president, I think the Russians participated in helping this man get elected. Because the great lie that the left always likes to say, the great lie, is about uh, this this last election being stolen. The, The great lie was the collusion hoax and how the Russians stole the 2016 election because that's the great lie. So I'm willing to I'm willing to have a, a bit of a middle of the road sort of an argument here. I don't want anybody to lose their jobs uh, at the FBI over whether or not they believed there was some problems with the the election or not, which there undeniably is. The courts have already ruled this. You know, it's when you have people running around and talking about the election wasn't stolen, get them to define stolen. And when they say there was no widespread voter fraud, get them to define what widespread actually is before you respond. It is imperative that you do that. Because if they say the election wasn't stolen, well, what's your definition of stolen? Are we talking about 
people who aren't real filling out ballots that were counted? Are we talking about people filling out multiple ballots? Are we talking about people who weren't legally allowed to vote voting? Are we talking about uh, the possibility that ballots that would have never been counted under the law were counted as a special circumstance of the pandemic? Because all of those things have been proven. But what do they mean by stolen? That's You have to get them to define that. And then once they pigeonhole themselves, you hit them with the facts. That's why rigged is a much more accurate descriptor of this. In fact, there was a story that I was going to tell you about a few days ago that I didn't get a chance to. Uh, I think it's North Carolina. I'll pull this up. North Carolina knows that the election was rigged, and they have decided to pass a, a bill that would prevent people like Zuckerberg from rigging elections in the future. And it's all designed to take private funding of local election commissions and make it illegal. So we're going to talk about that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. So, you might have noticed, um, got a little energy in spite of the headache. And that is because I took some balance of nature fruits and veggies right before the show that kicked in and are working really good. Now, fruits and veggies will give most people energy when you take the supplement from balance of nature. So, again, Laura Smith from The Way Home, which is heard here at noon on Sundays on 95.3 MNC, she kind of turned me on to this and uh, let me try some out. And I've been taking it for about two months now. Absolutely love the product. I think I've got half of the building taking the supplement now. Uh, so this is real food, okay? It's just in a capsule form. So you take three pills and you get your daily allow- allowance of vegetables, Then you take three more pills, you get your daily allowance of fruits and all of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that go with it because it is real food. So we call it a supplement, but you're you're consuming real food. It's just in a capsule form. The stuff is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. There's been some digestive benefit as a result of it, uh, energy benefit, plus you're getting the vitamins and minerals that you desperately need that doctors want you to get when you don't have enough fruits and vegetables in your diet. And here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to give you 35% off of Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies on their website. So here's what you do. You go to balanceofnature.com and you use promo code Laura, L-A-U-R-A. I know you're used to using a promo code with my name on it, but use Laura's promo code L-A-U-R-A at balanceofnature.com and you get 35% off. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Look, I know you're confused. We're all a little confused, okay? Some things happened. We're not coming back, and we usually take a break. Josh is very embarrassed. He was on the phone trying to get the beeline on this traffic situation that was called in, and he got distracted, and he fired off the news early. He thought that I was doing a a normal commercial where we cut into the commercial break, and then I do a commercial, and we come back, and we we do our thing, but, but he had forgotten to send me on that, and so we just came back. So I just did the live read in the segment, and he got confused, which happens to me sometimes. How many times you heard me go, oh, we'll have more coming up. Wait a minute. I'm already, I'm already in the segment. So we apologize. We got a little 
little I sideways, a little wonky. Sorry. It's all right, man. It's you know, it's y'all just had an extra long commercial break, and now you get me talking for like fifteen minutes. So it's <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> And I, I said at one point, I'm like, is it Christmas party day? Because it feels like it's Christmas party day. It is not Christmas party day. That is Friday. And then somebody had uh, posted on the Discord server. Work canceled our Christmas luncheon today. Too many Fauci disciples. What? You know what? If you Fauci disciples don't want to have a Christmas lunch or a Christmas party, don't go. Let everybody else who wants to live their life go. You know you're not living when you're in a prison, right? You know that. Anyway, there is a traffic update. I would like Josh to, you've collected your thoughts. Yeah, you give everybody yeah. an update on the track. This is bad, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's significant. It's affecting eastbound traffic on the toll road there. So, And it's by the LaGrange uh, Howe exit there. Uh, folks, it's backed up for quite a bit of distance. Uh, expect to use a detour at Middlebury exit. They can get on the State Road 120 and take that past the Howe exit to continue on their way. But... Uh, even on the other side of where this accident is, the road is closed. So it's best to turn around while you can and select the detour. So it's both sides of the roads that are closed. Uh, closed just down. eastbound. Okay, Westbound, just just deep. Okay, got it. Well, now you know what all the fuss was about. It was it was a bad traffic situation. So we're, <laughs> we're <laughs> somebody on the live stream says when. When Josh isn't hanging up on callers by accident, he's firing off the news too early. I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> it feels like it's Christmas time, folks. It does. It truly, truly does. Uh, all right. Back to the topic at hand. We were talking about MSNBC wanting a litmus test for FBI and DOJ officials um, that if they believe that the election was stolen or rigged, that they should be fired. And I said it was rigged, and everybody knows it was rigged, and you have to get them to define what stolen actually means. And then when they go into widespread voter fraud, you have to get them to define what widespread means. Because Wayne County, Michigan, having massive amounts of voter fraud, which everybody's always acknowledged for multiple years on the left and the right, is that widespread when it's just one county in one state, yet it can flip the entire state? And it did. So you start to uh, you start to wonder, what is the definition of stolen and then what is the definition of widespread? Because when you ask them, what is the definition of, of the election was stolen? Like, well, there's no widespread fraud. Okay, what's the definition of widespread? And I'm telling you, they don't have an answer for you. So one of the ways that the election was rigged was with Facebook's Zuckerberg. We've talked about this many times. This is a very complicated issue. And so a lot of people tend to hear bits of it and go, wow, that sounds awful, but not really pick up the full story. So understand that you're not alone if you run into any confusion on this. It's a very, very big topic. And I'm not going to go into a tremendous amount of it right now. It's just that you need to understand that Zuckerberg was directly responsible for affecting the outcome of the election. And what he did is he donated private funds to local election commissions and election boards. So I want you to just, you know, imagine this here. You have 
a government apparatus, right? Your election board, right? Supposed to make sure that your elections are run in a, in a lawful and, and well-coordinated manner. Everybody who's legally allowed to vote who casts a ballot that gets counted. Anybody who is not legally allowed to vote their ballot doesn't get counted, right? That's the whole goal of this. So the local election boards are, are part of that process. So the same people who want money and lobbying out of politics somehow, some way, are okay with private funding of local election boards. And that's what's been happening. And Zuckerberg gave billions of dollars to local election boards. Now, the problem with that is, one, you've got private citizens having an impact on what how the elections are run and not in a legal way, right? So you have an undue influence here. So when Zuckerberg is giving a local election board, you know, a million dollars or $2 million, and he's not just saying, here, I know you guys need it, make make uh, our elections safe and secure and whatever. He's not just handing them the money. The money comes with caveats. So when Zuckerberg hands a local election board, let's say $2 million, he says, I'll give you guys $2 million to run the election, but to get my $2 million, you have to do X, Y, and Z, or you don't get the money. So now what you effectively have is bribery. You've got a private entity, Zuckerberg and his organization, coming in. This is this, It's affectionately referred to as Zuck Bucks, okay? But he has a private organization. It's funded by him. He comes in, he gives these these bureaucracies, these election officials, he gives them a ton of money, and they have to do what he tells them to do with that money. So there's a lot of things that happen there. Making sure that there were uh, ballot drop-off boxes in heavily blue areas, but not in heavily red areas. And a lot of those rural red areas, you would have to drive for miles to be able to drop off a ballot. While in a blue area, you'd have to walk outside and go to the corner where your mailbox is and drop a ballot. In some of these cities, we went over some of the, the data on on the um, the number of them and where they were. I'm losing, not, not condensity. I'm losing, trying to think of the word of when things are like kind of together. Consolidated. Thank you. Um, so where they're consolidated at. And in blue areas, that was one of the things that Zuckerberg did. You need to make sure in blue areas that there's a lot of these ballot drop-off boxes, but in red areas, no. And it's not as easy as that, but at the end of the day, what you have is you have a private entity giving billions of dollars to local election boards, which, of course, they ate up. It's free money. Heck, yeah, we'll do free money. Yeah, let's do that. And they did everything that he asked them to do. This included picking certain machines to run the elections and not other machines to run the elections. There's a whole bunch of problems with this. Like I said, I've, I've, I went over this um, m- many months ago. There's a, a article in the daily show prep that really covered this. We interviewed somebody about it as well. It's, I mean, it's some from Breitbart. It is, it's bad. So anyway, North Carolina, the Senate passed a bill that proposes to ban private funding of state and County election boards. Kind of seems like a no brainer. The push for Senate Bill 724, also known as Zuck Bucks, came from what have what some have described as a record amount of private funding flooding into the 2020 election. If the bill is not signed or vetoed after 10 days of reaching Governor Roy Cooper's desk, it becomes law. 
Among those private organizations donating funds to local election boards was the Chicago nonprofit Center for Tech and Civic Life. Before the 2020 election, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chan, put $350 million in CTCL to fund local election boards throughout the United States for the stated purpose of creating a voting environment that reduced the spread of coronavirus. Now, according to Capital Research Center, uh, Martin Oaks, a former Lincoln County commissioner in North Carolina, traced up to $5.4 million of CTCL Zuckbucks to North Carolina, which included a $1 million grant to the State Board of Elections. The founders of CTCL, according to Influence Watch, were co-workers at at the New Organization Institute, which was described by Washington Post reporter as the Democrat Party's Hogwarts for digital wizardry. Okay? So the people who founded the organization that Zuckerberg pumped hundreds of millions of dollars into to fund local election boards and state election boards, the founders of that organization were people who worked together at the Democratic Party's Hogwarts for digital wizardry. That's how it was phrased by the Washington Post reporters. According to Influence Watch, NOA, NOI excuse me, was a major training center for far left-of-center digital activists over the decade of its existence. So you have a training center for left-wing activists. They leave. They start an organization designed to get their claws into election boards at the state and local level. And Zuckerberg comes in and gives them hundreds of millions of dollars. Do you catch the problem there? Do you really expect people who came out of a left-wing elections training ground to be making the elections more fair for people on the political right? Do you really expect that or no? Yeah, of course not. Republican State Senator Paul Newton, primary sponsor of the bill, told the Epic Times that the private funding, whether it be from left or right, compromises the integrity of the election. Clearly, that's the case, especially when the dollars come with with some requirements. As a policymaker, I believe legislatures have a responsibility to give North Carolinians confidence in the outcomes of the election, regardless of who wins. But this notion of private funding coming in erodes confidence in the outcome. Correct. He's absolutely right. So they're doing what they can. There's This is a big, big article. And it doesn't go into the meat and potatoes of how Zuckerberg influenced the election, but it does go into some of the origins of the individuals involved, what their ideologies are, and it will paint the picture that needs to be painted for you. So it's going to take a little reading, but I'm telling you right now, it is well worth it. So I will put it in the daily show prep. Uh, It is a paid gateway article, but I will put a link to outline.com where you can read it for free, okay? Um, so some some payment gateway articles can be defeated by going to outline.com, not all of them, um, and then you can read those articles without having to pay uh, to be able to read them. So I will do that in the daily show prep for all of you today. So this is, this is important. You know, people from a left-wing elections training center that was run by the Democrats leave, start an organization that now is funding hundreds of millions of dollars to state and local election boards right before the 2020 election.
yeah, I'm sure it was it was all completely honest and balanced and, and didn't benefit the left at all in the last election. I'm sure. 100%. Right. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Hey everybody, Casey Hendrickson here. Got to tell you about Warren Chiropractic. Do not go to a news break, Josh. Don't touch anything. We're in a segment right now, okay? We're going we're gonna to do this. I'm going to do this, and then you're going to do a traffic update, and then I'm going to tell people about dumb people, okay? That's what we're going to do. That's the format. We can get through this, man. It's not Christmas yet. We can do this, Okay. Warren Chiropractic. Uh, my wife got her x-ray updates a few weeks back. And for those of you who missed it, when she first went in, she was having headaches. She was having some posture issues, some some back pain, particularly in the, the upper portion of her back where her muscles were getting very tense and inflamed. And so she saw the success that I was having with Warren Chiropractic. So she set up an appointment. She got evaluated, got her x-rays. Uh, And then she started getting treatment at Warren Chiropractic, Uh, just like many of you have recommended over the years that I do and coworkers have recommended that that we do. And she had her her updated evaluation with her updated x-rays. And I'm telling you, I know that you can't see it, and obviously I don't have the x-rays here, but her spine went from making like a very profound, almost like a question mark, to being almost perfectly straight up and down, the way it's supposed to be. And I'm talking about looking at it on the back, not sideways, but looking at it from the back. He made like a question mark, and now it's almost perfectly aligned the way that it's meant to be. So headaches and everything else have gone away. Her posture is much better. Uh, she's dealt with TMJ as well with her jaw, and that's also been working a lot better. So she's had tremendous results. And I know that her results are not unique because my results were great. And I was told about Warren Chiropractic from numerous coworkers and many of you. If you're listening to this right now and you're going, man, I wish I didn't hurt, go to warrencairo.com, click on the new patient tab, set an appointment, get an evaluation at Warren Chiropractic. When you walk into the office, just let them know. This is all I ask. Let them know that you're there because you heard the commercial on this show. That way they know their advertising dollars work. Go to warrencairo.com, click on the new patient tab. Josh, give everybody an update on that traffic update on the uh, toll 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 boat. Toll road eastbound. Well, first off, thanks to Warren, who initially called us in. It's an accident that's on the toll road. It's affecting the eastbound lanes of the toll road on I-80 past uh, 9 near Howe and LaGrange. Uh, and it's got the eastbound uh, traffic over there completely stopped, backed up. It looks like they've officially, sorry, just update, looks like they've officially closed eastbound. Absolutely. So yeah. if you are heading eastbound the toll road, please do find a, a different alternative route. Uh, you can find I uh, 120 or 20 uh, east. A bypass there, uh, but do plan on using a different route. Yeah, toll road eastbound, closed down. They're not letting anybody. I mean, the, the people are there who might be listening to this show. I, I mean, I, I hope you enjoy the view because you're not going anywhere for a while. So uh, they're not letting anybody on there. This is it's ugly. It's it's a bad one. So appreciate the callers who called up and and were giving us updates on that. And here's the thing: like we were doing updates on the the exits, and then people are calling, going, "Nope, can't do that anymore." Nope. So we were just like, stay off the toll road eastbound, but uh, just posted on the live stream with the tracker and they've officially closed it down. So 
Toll road eastbound, you can't you can't get on it. Find an alter, alternate route, and you'll be okay. All right, so this was also something that just broke uh, not that long ago, popped up in the live stream on the Discord server. And if you want to join my Discord server, it's like our own personal little place of comfort and warmth that you can go to on the internet. Uh, you can go get the invite link on Rumble at rumble.com slash Casey the host. Links to all of that are at 953mnc.com on my page. Um, so there is on Twitter, there's a Maxwell trial tracker, which are tracking the the uh, Jeffrey Epstein who did not kill himself, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. And so there's a tracker who's just tracking the trial. And Twitter suspended the account. This this thing had half a million followers. They they just they just suspended it. What? Now, again, Twitter probably would have done this under Dorsey because Dorsey wasn't running anything, but this is the new crazy person who's running it too. Along with the Maxwell trial tracker account, Twitter also banned the Nancy Pelosi portfolio tracker page and that did an amazing job at shining a light on her corrupt dealings and her uncanny return, uh, return rate on her investments that couldn't have been done without insider trading. Now, for those of you who do not know, insider trading is a very big deal in Washington, D.C., but the politicians never get popped for it. There's a... Um, hold on a second. I have this somewhere. Uh, there is a guy who wrote an algorithm to track all of this. Yes. Uh, Quiver Quantitative. Okay, so if you go to Quiver Quantitative, what they have done is they've they've... There's an algorithm that has been written up to track politicians. So you can go to Senate trading or House trading. You can look at government contracts, corporate flights, uh, all of this stuff. So if you go to Senate trading right now over at quiverquant.com, you can see the trading performance of United States senators, and you can specifically track which senators are making money on investments. And when you look at it, the fact that they are selling stocks right before, right before they tank, it could only be done with insider trading. Gary Peters, by the way, for those of you on the Michigan side of the border, has been doing very well for himself as of late. Again, I want to remind everybody, okay, you get paid a lot of money for being in, in Congress, right? I understand that. But... Getting 174 grand in salary when you're in the house doesn't translate into becoming a millionaire in a couple of years. You know what does? Insider trading. Being able to manipulate real estate markets with your power and influence as a, a federal official like Harry Reid did. I want to remind everybody that Maxine Waters was a seamstress. Hey, Josh, you ever known a rich seamstress? Never known a rich seamstress. And I'm not talking about people who became like a seamstress to the stars or costume designers. I'm talking about somebody who fixed the hem on your pants or your dress for a living. Okay? She was poor. She gets a position in a local politician's office as an assistant. Any any political assistants rich out there, Josh? Nope. Don't get paid that much. She went from there to Congress. She was poor. She was broke. She went to Congress. She's a millionaire. How do you think that happened? It wasn't with her salary. 
How do you think that happened? So, I mean, you can sit here and you can take a look at every single one. And here's the thing. I know what stocks Gary Peters buys. I know what stocks Gary Peters sells. I can do this for everybody. And so can you. The website, I'll put it in the daily show prep, but it's quiverquant.com. But I'll put it in the uh, the show prep here. So Twitter is now taking down all of these websites that track insider trading with Washington, D.C. politicians and are tracking the trial of Jeffrey Epstein's right-hand person, his recruiter of young girls to be abused by the rich and famous, Ghislaine Maxwell. Huh. It's almost like somebody could jump to the conclusion that the new CEO of Twitter might be in Epstein's little black book or something. More coming up. 